Blog Talk Radio. LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast broadcast during the 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock p.m. time slot here on Monday evenings, we are so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all of those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted, prosecuted, excuse me, by federal agents. Having said all that, we can now get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper, and if you have any comments or questions about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we will give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So if you would, join your hearts with me in a word of prayer. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father. Quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. 
Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, uh, today we want to go to part one of a a, a topic that we're going to discuss as we go into uh, this new year. Um, The calendar is just there for us to uh, make changes because God is on a whole separate calendar, a whole separate time system. And if we uh, would uh, pay attention to that, uh, begin to flow in that, then we will be able to operate in the promise that he's already given unto us. You know, I find that uh, a lot of people are, are trying to, to understand hmm, and make, they're trying to make mysterious the will of God. But the, the will of God is not mysterious. It does take diligence. It takes commitment. But it's not mysterious because God says stuff like this, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. So then if it was something that was going to be too uh, mysterious, then you end up continually living in that mystery. Okay? You, he does give us things that have not been seen. That doesn't make it mysterious because he tells his priests, prophets, and sons his secrets. How about that, y'all? The secret things belong to God and to those to whom he will reveal them. We are those to whom he will reveal them. See, it doesn't have to be mysterious to us. But if I'm not going to diligently seek him, then I'm not going to enjoy the reward that comes from diligently seeking him. Okay, let me just let me just get that. See, I like the, the, the scripture just to be said the way it's said. He said that those that diligently seek him would have reward. It didn't say those that diligently understand him. Yeah, okay. See, a lot of times we, we're trying to get to the next level, and we haven't uh, functioned in the level that he's called us to. See? He said he will not withhold any good thing. Just, I'm just quoting scripture. He will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly, of those that walk in a mature fashion. He will not withhold any good thing. Would you say that the will of God is a good thing? Would you say you understanding the will of God is a good thing? Well, because it is in both cases, then he will not withhold that good thing from you. So then you will not be in, 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 in mystery land. Okay, just because it hasn't been shown that way before does not make it a mystery to those that are diligently seeking him. Okay, I'm trying to take the spooky out of this, if you would, because that's basically what has happened here is that people have allowed uh, the concept that they have of God to be based in spooky land. He didn't ask you to, to live in spooky land. He loves to tell you. That's what he did when his disciples were there and he was walking with the disciples. The Bible says that Jesus, when he was alone with them, he expounded all things to them. Please, again, help me understand. Does all mean all? 
then when we are in times of prayer, worship, and adoration to God, when we're in times of fellowship, then he wants to bring us into the revelation. Okay? He does not want to keep us out of the revelation. He wants to bring us into the revelation so that we can see it. He wants to display his glory. Okay? And we are the ones that should be uh, in place to display his glory. Arise. Shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. See, he's not trying to to, to function in a vacuum that doesn't allow him to be understood. He wants to be seen. And I, if I be lifted up, I will then do what? Draw all men unto me. Well, if they can't see him because our light is been hid, then we can't allow him to be uh, the one that draws them to him. Okay? Just trying to get you to see, because sometimes people have made this a whole lot more difficult than it was ever intended to be. Again, I get it that God does not want you to run around doing things that are suspicious. I get that. He doesn't want you to go around teaching people to uh, use the name of God and the power of God. I got that. He doesn't want that. But he does want you to be filled. This is what we discussed last time. He says he wants you to be filled with the knowledge of his will, increasing. Okay? So then evidently we've got some bad information whenever we think that, that, that we cannot get close to God. Then why did he tell us, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you? See, either he meant that or he didn't. And if he didn't, then that means he's going to change. And he says, I am the Lord thy God, I change not. That's why you're not consumed. See? Because if he goes to to doing some things one way and then doing things another way, see, that makes him mysterious, and then we won't know where to find him. We don't know where to enter in, okay? Is that not what Jesus said? I am the door? Okay, why would Jesus go through all all of the steps to let you know he was the door if he didn't want you to get in? Okay? And then if that wasn't enough, he says in Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at your door. I stand at the door of your heart, and I'm knocking. And if any man will open the door, I and my father will come in, and we will sup with him. See, in the Hebrew culture, most of the education that was needed for life came around the dinner table, came around the table. Amen. It didn't come from school. It came around the table. Why did it come around the table? Because the table is a place of intimacy that God can have. Come on, that's a good one, Lord. A place of intimacy that God can hold publicly. Amen. Amen. I mean, there are some times in God that the intimacy is going to be for you and him. As the song was, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still fresh on the roses. And the voice I hear as I tarry there is the son of God enfolding. And he walks with me and he talks with me. (laughs) See? And and, and he tells me things that that has not even been spoken. He says, because this voice that I hear, 
when I tarry there. No other has ever known. That's a place of intimacy that's going to be for you and him alone. But at the table, and it's still an intimate time, it, just the way it was in, in my house, everybody couldn't come to my table and eat. Not because they weren't invited, but because that was not the structure that we had. We didn't just open the door, put a revolving door there, and just say, come on in. Even Jesus doesn't do that. Those that are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Come on, y'all. See? But he can do that same intimacy that's required publicly. Okay? So, so, so we, we need to, to, to come, mm-hmm, come into his presence, come to the place where he gathers so that we can get the blessing from his presence. Okay, the, 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 we're going to begin to push into that this year. See, I, I'm trying to get you to stop gazing at God as the children of Israel did when they were first trying to learn about God. He came down and touched the mountain, and, 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 and he told them specifically, he said, I don't want y'all gazing uh, uh, to see me. He said, no, no, no. If you did what I told you to do, this ain't going to be a problem. When you come, sanctify yourself. Then when you come, you will have an expectation of good. See, but if you haven't prepared your heart, sanctified yourself, then all you're going to do is just gaze. And he wasn't too happy. He said, those that just come around to gaze upon me, they were thrust through with the spear. That was it. Because they weren't interested in, 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 they were not interested in the conversation that God was having. They were trying to find a way to get God to do stuff. Okay? And a lot of us go uh, in his presence with that mindset of God just do something. Rather than to go in his presence to, to hear. You do remember the difference that Jesus said was between Martha and Mary. Uh, Martha was trying to get stuff done the same way we are. We just need Jesus to do something. Lord, command her to help me do. And Jesus told her, say, Martha, you are troubled about a great many things. But Mary has chosen the one thing that is needful. And she was the one sitting at his feet, listening to his words. Amen. I hope I can open that up for you, that you would see it's not the, 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 the ability that we have to solicit God. It's better for us to sit down and listen to God because the instructions that he gives are instructions that would cause life. That's what Jesus said. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. See? So when we sit down in his presence to hear what he's saying, we'll get the answers. We'll get what's needed. Then once we get the answers, now we're going to have to convert the answers. Okay? We're going to have to to learn to listen with our heart, the ears of our heart, open the eyes of our heart, allow him to do that, because the entrance of his word it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. See? So that he wants us to participate in this plan that he has. He, this is not something that, 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 that that's ex, ex, we are excluded from. We are invited. This is the table. Notice this. We love the scripture in Psalms 23 that says that he sets a, a table before me 
in the very presence of my enemies. Why? So that he can give me steps that are preordained for us to walk out victory. Amen. But we're so busy trying to, quote, close, quote, fight that we didn't take time to hear. Amen. Be still, he told him, and just watch what I do. Listen at my words and get instructions from that. Be still. Okay, come on. Be still and know that I am God. Okay, come on, y'all. Just just listen to that. Again, the word know there is the same word that's interpreted for uh, intimate sexual relationships. He said, be still and be intimate. Amen. And a lot of times we bring God uh, uh, um, things that we need for him to do and then try to get God to move according to our timetable and structure when we should just come before him in his presence and sit down, listen. You know, it's a very interesting thing that God gave you two ears and one mouth. Amen. Did he tell, let every man be quick to do what? Hear. See? Slow to speak. So here we are, we go to God and we go, uh, uh, we're going to bask in his presence and we do more talking than we do listening. As if we got the answers. See, these are the things. We have to convert that. We want to talk about conversations of victory or defeat. This is part one of an exhaustive series from what I can see now. Because we have been trained backwards, if you would. Not that the people that did it were trying to hurt us. They were, uh, they were trying to give us the understanding of one aspect of God. And I appreciate that. You know, the, 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 let the whole earth be silent before him. So we become God's chosen frozen. We don't have instructions for life. We don't have the, the ability to impart into others because we, we're too busy coming before God and just being silent. So he says, no, be active in your heart. Hush your mouth and listen. He'll get, the Bible says that if you uh, uh, get accustomed to his presence, then when you come there, he says, then when you open your mouth, I'll feel it. So why are we opening our mouth with what we already have filled it with? I mean, these are just questions. They're, they're, they're real. We have to begin to grow up in this. See, we, we have to begin to grow up because I know personally, personally, this is Stevie one one that that if if my daughter uh, continues to come to me just begging for everything, wanting everything, I'm going to have create what's known as a deaf ear, not because I don't love her, but because she hasn't understood what the relationship was all about. She just thinks it's a gimme, gimme, gimme. And it should be instructions for life so that you can then do what I told the first Adam to do. I told him to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, have dominion. You know something? I'm, I, I'm, I'm just looking at that as I, as I do. I, I, I don't see uh, any instructions there that says come to me now and beg, plead, and, and barter. He gave him specific instructions. And on the inside of this Adam that he created in his own image, come on, y'all, See, if we can just remember these things, he, we are already created in his image. 
So when he's speaking to that which he created in his image, we can understand at that level. See, we understand that sin uh, messed the whole process up, and then a man began to listen uh, from the outside as opposed to listening from the inside. So he speaks spirit to spirit. And as you learn to listen spirit to spirit, then you'll be able to enjoy the victory that was birthed in your spirit. Because he told Adam, we don't, we, there's not a place that said, and Adam went to school. It doesn't say that. It said he created him and he talked to him and he gave him instructions. And those instructions were very easy for Adam to execute because everything that he made for Adam, please hear that, he made the earth for Adam. He placed the man inside of perfection. He placed the man inside of provision. And the provision was was given to him so that he would speak and the provision would then fulfill what his desire was. Adam was not frustrated about this or that. He simply talked to God, and the next thing, it was done. God is the one through the conversation that Adam had in intimacy, not in requests only, but in intimacy. God said, it's not good for man to be alone. We don't hear a place in that scripture, in that whole dissertation, where it says, and Adam said, God, I need somebody. Remember, Jesus told us that your heavenly Father knows what, have, what you have need of before you ask. He's still that God, beloved, the one that is wanting to meet your needs before you have to beg for it, try to coerce him into doing it. See, he really wants to bless you exceedingly abundantly above all you can dance and think. He wants to do that. He's still that God. But most of the time we've been trained not to approach him that way. And they didn't mean harm. They were not trying to uh, uh, cause injury. See, you got to remember that the children of Israel grew up with this understanding that they were scared to even say God's name. Come on, y'all. They were scared to say it. They have a, a letter, a structured alphabet that, does, that, that doesn't allow them to even say parts of that name. That's why it's, it's, it's pronounced, because you'll see that there are parts of, 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 of the English language, if you would, part of language that seems to be missing from there. Because it just it doesn't. That's just aside from being a, a, a Hebrew interpretation of, or a Greek. I got I got that part. But they were they didn't even say it because they remember they heard uh, you shall not use the name of the Lord your God in vain. So they didn't even say it. See, because they because the sin that we lived in, grew up in, causes us to have a different fear. Of the Lord. That's not what he's looking for. He's not looking for scared. He's looking for a reverential fear, a fear that is birthed out of love. Amen. A, 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 a faith that is, excuse me, a faith that is birthed out of love. That's fear of the Lord. Okay? He wants to commune with us. This was his plan from the beginning. He decided to come here. And then he brought us into his provision. And the whole kingdom is voice activated. Amen. 
the entire kingdom is voice activated. Okay, so let's try this. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get to my notes, but, but these are things that we, we've got to just resolve in our heart. The whole kingdom is voice activated. That's why Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, voice activate them. Say. Okay? So he didn't say yell, did he? He didn't say beg. He didn't say please. See? Their voice activated. When you have confidence, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask, if we say anything that's according to his will, we know that he does what? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the petitions desired of him. I did not see in that scripture any manipulation even possible. I'm talking to him as my heavenly father. The one that loves and provides, Jehovah Jireh, the God that's more than enough, El Shaddai. See, I, I, I'm talking to him from that perspective. I'm not even talking to him. I'm not even approaching him because of my worth. My worth was already determined by him, not by my actions, not by my goody two-shoes. For God so loved the world that he gave, as we wash our heart with that, wash our minds with that, then the conversation is different. I'm supposed to participate in a conversation of victory, but sometimes we have rather entered into our conversations with God from the position of defeat. <laughs> we, we, we'll go at him and we'll complain about all the stuff we go into. As if a he didn't know it, and if as if he didn't prescribe a victory for us, see, and here we are, belly aching and and complaining before God, and he's wanting to talk to us to give us the words of life, and we keep stirring up the pot for frustrations, anxieties, and fears. And spend our time before God rehearsing that stuff. Just not good. Conversations of victory or defeat. We have to decide that I guess we would have to to hear and understand what victory looks like. Okay? When you look at all of the things that Jesus did, he didn't do them based on uh, a need, okay, of a person, even though he was moved with compassion, okay? Let's understand the phrase, moved with compassion, okay? Did it say he was moved because we begged? No. He had compassion before we asked. He knows what you have need of before you ask. But he was moved with compassion, the desire to see you with what he already knows you need. He was moved with that desire. He was not moved with your begging and pleading, your fussing and complaining. See, that wasn't, you don't see Jesus having conversations with the Father that way. He fed the 5,000, and the way his words came, Father, thank you that you hear me. I know that you always hear me. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, He said, but for the sake of these that hear this conversation that's taking place. See, 
it, it, we, we should enter from a different perspective and position. So in, in this calendar year of 2023, we're going to have to stop approaching heaven the wrong way. Our fear does not move God. Our faith moves God. That's why he gave to every man the measure of faith. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Did not say even our begging, even our posturing, even our negotiation strategies. God is looking for faith, the just live by faith. There was a, a saying that, that I had in the, in the first church that I attended uh, on a regular basis, the one that I worked for. It says that, he said, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. But the, and the, uh, the, the unjust man who's supposed to live by faith says the unjust man will do something else. He will die in his fears. Why? Because you, you, you think that you're approaching God, but you have your prayers not even left the top of your head. It ain't made heaven because you are approaching it out of a fear because of lack in your understanding. It, it, Jesus said it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the whole kingdom. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. That's his good pleasure. He's not trying to just be a stingy God. He's trying to give you the whole enchilada, the whole kingdom. But we don't approach him with faith. We don't approach him in love. We approach him in need. And then we'll, because people have taught us that. And again, this is not any shade on them. Okay? Okay. But, but I would just ask some questions, you know, uh, 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 as you saw things that happened in Abraham's life. Abraham, Abraham grew up in a, uh, a tradition and a family understanding where his father was a idol maker. His daddy was an idol maker. Okay, so. He didn't know anything about the, 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 the true and living God. But God got his attention not because he was such a good beggar or a pleader or negotiator, because it was the love of God that compels us, that empowers us. And so then he, he, he was looking one day, and he saw a, a, a bush that was burning. Moses did. Excuse me. Uh, you can see the same thing with Abraham because it, it, it was not there. There was no education for him. He was raised as, a, as an idol worshiper. Okay? Get that. But God showed him his presence, and because he saw the presence, he went over to see what this was, what this sight was. And then God spoke to him and said, I am the Lord thy God. I mean... When you hear a word from God, this is what I'm trying to get to. When you hear a word from God, that word transforms your life. Even though there was an action that, that caused him to look over there, the action brought a word. Take off your shoes because you're standing on holy ground. 
You, you're entering into a place that does, okay, see, come on. See, if we look at it just a little different way. You're entering into a place that does not require your assistance. Take off your shoes, the ones that you made, the ones that you bought. You don't need to stand in my presence and, and, and because of something that you did. God really wants to uh, deal with us spirit to spirit, what he made and what you are. Come on, y'all. What, you, what he made and who you are. Amen. See, because he doesn't look at you. He does not look down at you. You know something? Thank you, God. It would be hard for him to look down on you when he's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. The word of faith which we preach, which is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Amen. So it would be pretty hard just for a concept. It would be pretty hard for him to look down on you when he lives in you. Selah. Calmly think of that. See, and so then when we begin to understand the intimacy that he wants to to, to function in our life from, see, that's not a a need-based thing, is it? That's not a lack-based thing, is it? Because when he shows up, come on, y'all, when he shows up, the first thing he wants to do is to feel you. Amen. See? He, he, he didn't even require your, your resume. He came to you to feel you. And when he, the Spirit of God, has come upon you, he will do what? He will feel you. Yes, the feeling will equip you to be able to hear more accurately and execute more quickly. I got that. But that wasn't required for him to be able to do what he wanted to do. All he needed was availability. Amen. If any man come unto me, see, he looks of availability. He did not say, if any man perfect himself and then think that he can come, he didn't go through that exercise. See, you know the song, Just As I Am, without one plea. See, he, he understands that. He's the one that's going to feel all in all. So you don't bring anything to the table. As my pastor would say, except solid sin. That's all you can bring to the table. You cannot bring a list, list of your accomplishments, your resume. He's not interested in it. Okay, so he told, he said, get, 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 take your shoes off because you're entering into a place that will allow my presence to connect with what I made. Okay. So I, I want to admonish you, encourage you that, that, that we're going to have to uh, begin to understand conversations of victory. Okay. And conversations or defeat of defeat. You're going to have one or the other. Okay? And if you would allow him, he will alter your thinking so that he can alter your speaking so that he can alter your life's direction. Okay? Track that with me. If he can change your thinking, he'll change your speaking. And then your life will change. It will be impacted by a change of heart. Okay? The Bible gives us a good understanding of how the powerful our words are. 
and the enemy of our soul continually inundates our conversation with fears, frustrations, anxieties, complaints, and worries. So again, you, you have a calendar year that just starts, so then I need for you to investigate. Are your conversations filled with fears, frustrations, anxieties, complaints, or worries? Even the ones you have with one another. You know they have had sayings that you've heard that if it wasn't for bad luck, I would have no luck at all. That's not how God created you. That doesn't reflect his image, does it? That's the image that we're going to have to be conformed to. Okay? We're going to have to begin to have our minds transformed so that we would say, okay, first of all, God's not my enemy. I get an opportunity to hear and fellowship, talk to God. And then as I have that opportunity and take advantage of that opportunity day by day, that he will speak the things into my spirit that are life. Our conversations carry our destiny. Our conversations contain our future. What you're living right now is because of what you said yesterday. How many yesterdays it was, it doesn't matter, but that's why you're living in what you're living in now because of what you said. Okay? So then if you want to change it, then you're going to have to recognize I can't say what I've been saying because it's going to keep me where I don't want to be. I understand repentance. Hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Do you know what God initiated to cause your repentance to come to pass? It says, it's in Romans chapter 11, it's the goodness of the Lord that does what? Leads us to repentance. His goodness did that. Did it say your works did that? Your righteousness did that? No, it said his goodness did that. So since his goodness is what's going to have to be working, what did I bring to the table? Amen. See, so then I can stop beating myself up and disqualifying myself for all of this. He already knew that. And his goodness, he wants to allow that to lead you to the place where you can have a different mindset. Repent. That's what it means. It means to change your thinking and allow your thinking to change your action. Amen. Once your thinking is new, your mouth will be changed and your your results will change. 100% every time, all the time. Okay? So then he's he's not asking you to, to get right before you get there. That's one of the things that uh, you can see in the life of Peter because he told Peter that if you follow me, Peter, I'll make you a fisher of men. Well, Peter, being a fisherman, understood he had never yet and will never yet catch a cleaned fish. All of the fish that he was catching were dirty fish. You cannot perfect the fish you have not caught. So then God first has to cause you to come to him so that he can clean you up. Okay? First uh, John 1, 9, you know, we, again, these are scriptures we know, but sometimes we don't look into them. It says if we confess our sins, then he is faithful and just to forgive us of the sin, and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See? 
So when I allow my heart to, to say, God, you're going to do the work, I'm simply going to agree with you. That's what God is looking for every time I was there. He's looking for agreement. If any two agree on earth, when you agree with God, since you own the earth, that's any two that now agreed on earth. Does it work for people too? Yes, but it starts with him. Everything starts with him. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. See? So then if, if we would learn quickly to just give up and be found in him, see? Because as we're found in him, not having our own righteousness, then God is able to work the word that he sent to us to heal us and to deliver us. Deliver us. He will be able to activate that word because we will recognize it's not about me. It's all about you. See? So because it's about you, you gave me the first step. And just like you gave me the first step, God, you have preordained steps that I should walk in. Just kind of refreshing our thinking here. Because there's no sense in going through another calendar year with the same woes, frustrations, um, um, uh, uh, frustrations, fears, anxieties, complaints, and worries. Okay, just as a point, just so we can see. Have you ever heard yourself praying about the same thing you prayed about last year this time? Amen. I still, Lord, I still need money, okay? Then you didn't approach him to where he can cause the flow of wisdom to impact your life because he sent you a word that would heal you and a word that would deliver you. When you said, Lord, help, he sent you a word that would deliver. He didn't send you, he didn't send you a, a half word, a word that couldn't work. It left heaven so that you can see it, beloved, it left heaven with all the power necessary for your deliverance. He sent his word to heal and to deliver. Amen. He didn't say he sent the word just so to get your attention. It does. But he sent it to heal. He sent it to deliver. I always like to tell everyone that deliverance has a, is a two-part exchange. Okay, the word was sent. Now the word has to be received. We just went through the Christmas season, and there are people, uh, because of all of the, 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 the traffic challenges with the airplanes and all of that, there are people that didn't get their uh, uh, Christmas gift. It was sent. You put it in the, in the uh, mailbox, and the mail carrier put it, brought it to the airport. It was sent but it didn't get to them. It was not completed. The delivery was only half completed. So the word was sent, but when I don't activate the sent word, then that word that was sent does not profit me. I didn't understand it. I tried to manipulate it rather than understand it, rather than enjoy it, rather than receive it. See? I mean, these are things that we do uh, repetitively, and we're going to have to, to, to stop that process. So let's not go through another year uh, of the same experience. They say that um, the definition for insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. See? 
So as we begin a, another calendar year, let's stop. Let's investigate our results. And if the results are the same, just so we can track it back, if your results are the same, don't be insane. Don't continue to do that. Give that up. Start the year off and say, no, 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 no. I remember saying, I remember praying that prayer, and, and, and here I am a year later, and I'm still praying that prayer. Well, somewhere you didn't connect at the level God needs for you to connect. Because then what we do, when we don't get a thing, then we go back and disqualify ourselves. Or we do quite the other. We start then comparing ourselves by other people. And the Bible says those that compare themselves among themselves and by themselves, they're not wise. Well, I, I, I didn't get it just like they didn't get it. No, no, if it was sent, my job now is the word that was sent. I need to receive it because as I receive the word that was sent, it will deliver. It will heal. It left heaven with information that said, okay, I'm sending you to Stevie. Heal and deliver. It was sent to heal and deliver. Amen. So then why do I manipulate a sent word to try to cause it to do what I think I need? It was sent to heal, to deliver. And he said about his sent word, his word that goes forth out of his mouth, it shall not return to him void. So that tells me that the word that was sent does not go back to God without doing what it was sent. To do. It does not return void. It will stay here even if it's not active in my heart. That's what I was saying there. It's still here. It's still nigh thee. I mean, listen at the way he said that. The word is nigh thee even in your mouth. You say things that you don't understand. Because the word, again, the word functions every time, all the time. Whether we understand it or not is really not the key. Remember over there, Mark, it says that the, 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 the kingdom of God is as if a man would plant seed. And then the man goes to bed, goes to sleep, gets up in the morning. And it says these words, and he knows not how it works. He didn't know. The seed was sent with the power to bring itself to pass. Amen. Every seed that comes from heaven is in the earth. It has the power in the seed to reproduce after its own kind. The power in the seed to bring to pass the destiny in the seed. It comes here programmed that way. That's why we don't see... Uh, tomato seeds producing cantaloupe because the seed has the power in itself to bring itself to pass. They reproduce after its kind. The problem, I guess, would be that we are, are planting wrong seeds more than we are receiving right seeds. Amen. We're planting doubt trying to live by faith. We're planting frustration, trying to live in peace. Come on, y'all. Look at it. 
Ask yourself, take inventory. Have I prayed this prayer before and it was last year at this time because I said I'm going to stop doing this or I'm going to start doing that. Here I am a year later still saying I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to start doing this. See, you were planting in the, the in your garden, in your own personal heart. You were planting doubt and unbelief, expecting faith to work. You were planting frustration, expecting peace to be made manifest. See, I would submit to you that we need to stop those things. Okay? We need to just get serious. Now is the time. Now is the accepted time of salvation. See? We, we, we need to just go ahead and allow God to send us a word that's going to be alive in our heart, not a word that's memorized in our mind. Okay, I'm here. I might well say that. A word that's alive in our heart is a word that's going to produce. Because when faith meets faith, ooh, I love that, Lord. When faith meets faith, faith works. Glory to God. When faith meets faith, faith works. But if I'm going to try to, to, to intellectually understand, see, faith didn't meet faith. Faith came in contact with intellect. See, they didn't say this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our intellect. Faith has to meet faith. Amen. Why? Because every seed multiplies, gives increase by the seed it is. The fruit is in the seed. When faith meets faith, faith is now released. Faith is now born. Faith works. Amen. Because the seed reproduces after its own kind. I meet faith with faith. Faith now works. Amen. I, I mean, that's pretty clear. I hope y'all got that one. Faith that uh, runs into uh, uh, problems or a need is not going to meet faith, is it? Amen. You run into a demand rather than an expectation. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that you don't see. So I don't bring my mandate to God. I simply bring faith to God because without faith, it is impossible to please him. And when I please God, this is what he said in Proverbs chapter 16. It says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When faith meets faith, the fight is over. Glory to God. That might be a T-shirt there. That sounds good. When faith meets faith, the fight is over. Okay? Because I'm, 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 I'm having a conversation with God at the level he intended conversations to take place. Amen. Because without faith, it's flat out impossible to please him. You know, it's interesting. Um, if that's what's in our heart, pleasing God, then we would always speak in faith, wouldn't we? But a lot of times we speak in need or frustration. See? So then, again, faith didn't meet faith. So because faith didn't meet faith, there's nothing that can, can be reproduced because every seed reproduces after its own kind. Wow. Wow. We don't need to add nothing to the mix, if you would. 
All we need to do is to speak the words of faith. And when faith meets faith, the fight is over. Amen. I'm just quoting scripture. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. When faith meets faith, the victory is won. The battle's over. I, I, I'm trying to make it as, as clear as I can. I've I, I repeated it multiple ways so that you can see how God is asking us to participate in conversations of victory, not conversations of defeat. We're going to talk about questions here in a minute if I can get there. <laughs> so our conversations carry our destiny and they contain our future. He said both of them. He said, conversations carry or move our destiny. Okay. With the right conversation, oh, I'm telling you this stuff. With the right conversation, I enter into uh, arenas that I might not have seen before. With the right conversation. Okay, let's try this. You, have you ever been around a, a group of people and they were talking above your knowledge? You didn't like staying there, did you? A lot of us didn't like staying there. Some of us look for that because you, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to change your location, okay? Because you, 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 somebody, somebody should be teaching you something. You should always learn something, okay? That's just what was a very good thing to, to do. So, but there are some times that you're in a room and you don't have any understanding about what they're talking about. Then you just try to find you another room where you can be uh, involved in it. Well, see, that's what I'm talking about here. Your conversations carry your destiny. So when you elevate your thinking, when you elevate your conversations, you go to a place that's greater than you are now, that you're in right now. And I tell my wife, we had this conversation, uh, you know, most of the time people would want to uh, go to better. God never called you to better. He called you to greater. Okay? He's the great God. He's not the better God. So he's inviting you into greater. Jesus said, greater works than these would you do because I go to the Father. I'm on, on your behalf, I'm going to the Father, and the Father is going to bring you into the place of greater. See, the place of better requires a, a comparison. The place of greater is always simply going to be greater. See, I took all the competition and frustration out of it. Because greater, because greater is speaking. Glory to God. Greater is speaking to me, and greater is speaking through me. Hallelujah! I love that. But see, if I'm only going for better, then I'm I'm comparing myself to someone else, and I'm saying I'm better than them. You were never called to better. You were called to greater. And when you walk in greater, then other people will see greater functioning. Amen. Jesus came to display the Father. He is the great God. So he displayed greater. He was not talking to them about better. He came to display greater. So they, our conversations carry our destiny and they contain our future. That's good. So then as your future is contained in the conversation, 
that means you're going to have to dig into your, your conversations so that you can release your future. Amen. It's contained in there. All right, we'll do it this way. Uh, a container sometimes will have a lid on it. A container sometimes it comes in dimensions that, that, that cause you to be able to find it but not enjoy it. If you've got, uh, if you got your cornmeal in a container, you will not get to enjoy your cornmeal because it's in the container. But once you get it out of the container and put it in a mixing bowl and do the things that's required to make that bread, then you'll get to enjoy what was in the container. You're going to have to do some digging in, if you would, some stirring up, if you would. Okay? Because your conversations carry your destiny and they contain your future. Weak conversations promote compromise. Weak conversations promote compromise. So again, if you're, you're, you're trying to stay in that uh, uh, group of people where you feel like you're the smartest person, sharpest axe, then all you're going to ever have in that location is weak conversation. Amen. Okay. And so if you have weak conversations, they're going to promote compromise. See, when you compare uh, yourselves among yourselves, it's not wise because that's going to promote compromise. I'll say, okay, this is better than I was, so I'll stay here. That's compromise. Those that diligently seek him. They're the ones that's going to get the reward for diligence. They're not going to get the reward for actions. They're going to get the reward for diligence. Please see the difference. See, because if I'm going to uh, base my life on actions, then I'm going to probably spend a lot of time patting myself on the back in the same place each and every year because I'm better than whatever. See, bad conversations, weak conversations promote compromise, okay? But here we go, <laughs> because they're seeds of failure, defeat. That's why they promote compromise. There, there's, no, there's, no, uh, uh, there's no diligent searching going on because I'm not diligently searching. I've got to hear and so I'm just going to rest here. No, he wants you to come on up. Okay? He's the God of increase. He's the God of growth. Growth and increase reflects his presence. Because in his presence is the place where joy is made full. Okay. Okay, okay, please, let's hear that. I, I, like I said, I just loved it, to hear it. It said, in his presence is the place where joy is made full. It didn't say it's the place where you find full joy. Okay, just so that you hear it. He started with joy. Then he made joy full. Okay, do you get that? That's expansion. That's growth. He started with joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. He started with joy and then made joy grow, a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. He made it expand. So then I'm not just dealing with, with compromise, now am I? 
I'm also not dealing with greed because I'm in his presence and he made joy increase. My job now, after joy is made full, is to begin to understand how to operate in that joy. And by the time I get to understand how to operate in that joy, I'm still in his presence. He's going to make that joy now full. And we start the process all over again. That's how he wants us to to, to deal with him. He wants to increase us more and more. That's Bible. A thousand times. More and more. (laughs) More probably would be happy for most people, but he wants to multiply us, cause us to increase more and more. See, that's diligent searching that's required there, isn't it? Amen. I I don't have time to to rest on my laurels. He's taking me from glory to glory. See? So that as I begin to understand and look for that, then there's no way I'm going to be satisfied with uh, whatever was happening last year. God was not too happy with the children of Israel when they tried to eat the manna that he gave them uh, in another manner. (laughs) Because he told them, don't you try to eat yesterday's man of today. And they each flat out there went and tried, and they said, well, I'm going to get uh, some for tomorrow. And when they go with tomorrow, they look at the, it was, it was it worms in it. Why? Because he was training them. I'm not wanting you to live, rest on your, on your laurels, to live on yesterday's blessing. I want you to understand that you can enter into fullness of joy. And when that joy is as big as you can say, Big as you can contain, I'm going to now show you how to increase more and more. Hope this is blessing you. Glory to God. It is me. <laughs> and I'm the one who wrote it. <laughs> I studied it. That's what I see. There we go. I studied it out so that he can increase me more and more. Glory to God. See? I don't approach the word and say, okay, that's it. Don't need no more. I always need more. Why? Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. See? I might be happy, but I still haven't even addressed what he wanted, what his heart is trying to get uh, conveyed to me. He wants to take me to the place where I can now lift him up and people will be drawn unto him. Okay. There are sometimes, I guess we can think that um, when we get to the next level, that we try to keep people away from us. We, you know, the, 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 hmm, the people with wealth build walls to keep people out. I get that concept. But if I would allow him to live big in me, he will increase me more and more. Or he will do it this way. He will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. I can't build fences that far, that high, that tall. I can't do it because he's still going to try to increase me, still wants to increase me more and more. I mean, I think about these things all of the time. When when, when Solomon, uh, in his lifetime, he, he wanted to just please God. So God says, well, because you asked me for wisdom to, to, to guide my people, I'm going to give you. Wealth that's untold. He said, nobody has had this kind of wealth, and nobody will ever have this kind of wealth from now on. And he was so 
encumbered by this wealth. The Bible says that he took the time to take the gold to make the temple, but he didn't even bother to take the silver and account it. It was accounted as nothing. It was left in heaps in outside the city. I know we just kind of said, really? Is that what he did? That's what the Bible says he did, because he's wanting to, to, to take us to a place where, where we can enjoy the, the, the things that God has even more. Okay, just go to Second um, Kings chapter 10. I just want you to see this. Okay? I, this is what God wants to do. You're starting your year? Well, then let's start it with the right conversation so that we can leave the land of valley and operate in the land of plenty because that's what he called you to. Watch this. Uh, chapter 10. And it, I just want to just read it so you can see it. Verse 21. Okay? Let's read it. And all King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold. And the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. That's different, y'all. He just said gold is one thing, but we got what? Pure gold. This ain't no coated. This ain't no uh, uh, stuff that we put over the top of it. Pure gold. <laughs> None of them were silver. As silver was, nothing accounted in the days of Solomon. <laughs> uh, go down to verse 27. Still talking about Solomon. And the king Solomon made silver to be in Jerusalem as stones and cedars. He made them to be as sycamore trees. They are in the veil for abundance. They were outside. They were in the veil. They weren't in the house. They weren't in the walls. They were in the veil. When you uh, look at a veil scripturally, was a, a land that was basically unoccupied. Okay? It could have been a veil that had been trimmed down. Okay, we'll give you that. It looked good, but it was not where they were occupying it. He didn't even bother to, 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 to take an account. Okay, if you got silver so much, you don't even bother to take account of it. You probably are not protecting it, are you? Because you don't have an inventory of how much it is. <laughs> See, and this is what God did in the life of Solomon because he simply told him, I'm going to give you a word. Here is the word. You're going to be rich beyond measure. And it's going to be nobody's had this kind of rich. Nobody is going to ever have. I mean, you had queen, the queen of Sheba in chapter 10, as it started off. It says the queen of Sheba. Okay, all right, let's, just, let's go back to verse 1 so you can see it. The queen of Sheba came to bring to Solomon um, gifts. And and the Queen of Sheba, when she heard of the fame of Solomon concerning his name, the name of the Lord, she came and proved him with hard questions. And when she came to Jerusalem, she came with what? Very great train with camels that bear spices and not just gold, y'all. And she brought much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of, of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her the answer to the question. It says that when the queen, the queen, I'm just trying to get you to see, royalty 
brought to royalty a bunch of gold, a bunch of spices. Okay, just so that I can see how, how it's worded here. It says, and when she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, camels with an S, and the camels bear spices with the S, and very much gold and precious stones with an S. He already had gold. He wasn't even counting the, the silver. That's why you get to verse 21. It told you he was not even counting the silver. And the trees that had great value, he was, they were there in abundance. This is, God is trying to get us to change our thinking so we'll change our conversation, so we will change our destiny. Okay, let's do it this way. So we can enjoy our destiny. Oh, my God, that is so good, sir. We, we're supposed to, that's what he said, he gave us all things richly to enjoy. We're supposed to enjoy our destiny. Amen. I'm not supposed to be frustrated because I came to the, 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 the place of abundance to the land that, that flows with milk and honey, I'm supposed to be able to enjoy it. Amen. See? I mean, every time God was doing things, he was bringing increase. He wants to increase you more and more. I'm not just talking about uh, money and possessions. I'm talking about a heart that's ready to receive. Come on, y'all. All this happened to, to Solomon in a heartbeat. This was the answer to a, a prayer at the end of a, 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 a time when he was seeking God. And this is what happened. And God says, because, he, because you didn't ask for this, this stuff, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. I'm going to already fulfill what you want, Solomon. I'm going to give you that. All right. All right. But I'm going to give you stuff that you didn't even think about asking for. Um, but that second, just trying to go back here and, and see what he said <laughs> so we can get that. So, um, was it chapter three of the same book? <laughs> just trying to see if they want you to kind of see how God does these things. And in chapter three, uh, starting at verse 9, this was Solomon talking to God. And he said, Lord, give you, your servant, an understanding heart to judge this people, that I may be discerned between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord and Solomon that asked him the thing. And God said, the, 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 the response for the prayer, God says, because thou hast had nothing because you asked this thing and has not asked anything for yourself. Long life, neither have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for life of thine enemies, but because you asked for understanding to discern judgment, behold, look into, no, understand that I have done what? Done according to thy words. Lo, I've given thee a, a wise and understanding heart so that there will be none so that there was none like thee before, neither shall there be any man to rise up unto thee, like unto thee. And I've also given unto thee that which you didn't ask for. Both. 
I, I just just looked at it and just see it again. He said, I've give, given you what you didn't ask for, both riches and honor. Both riches and honor. My God, my God. One of them by itself would have probably been enough, wouldn't it? That's why the, the, the Queen of Sheba was bringing him gold and, and camels full of spices because that was an honor to him. But God didn't just give him an honor. He gave him both riches and honor so that there will be, there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And notice this. I just want this is, I was, this is the point I was going to. Um, if thou will walk in my ways and keep my statutes, my commandments, as thy father David walked in them, I will lengthen thy days. And Solomon awoke. All of this conversation was taking place in a dream. Glory to God. That's why we need to prepare our heart to receive what God is what God is wanting to say. Because then he will speak to us in the night season. I told my wife this today, I think it was. That, that's one of the reasons he does not want you to let the sun go down on your wrath. Because if you go to bed angry, you can't hear what God is going to speak to you in the dreams that he wants to have with you. You're too busy being mad. Frustrated, fearful. God says, no, 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 I need for you to, to meditate on the word, and I'll be able to then speak to you in a dream. You weren't even expecting it, but I'm going to come to you because in the dream, you are asking me about things that I wanted to do anyway. You didn't try to coerce me. You were upright and perfect before me. God, give me wisdom so I can do what you have called me to do. And he said, now, because your heart, you have an understanding heart, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for, both riches and honor. See? These are, this is an understanding of the, 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 the heart of God towards us. See? He really wants us to be able to, to enjoy good at his hand. Because Solomon knew from that day forward, okay, let's just go there. From that day forward, Solomon knew it wasn't about him, didn't he? He knew that the answer to the prayer that he offered before the Lord, the answer was, God, I'm going to do it, is what was said. I'm going to, I've done, at your word, I'm going to do what you ask. And I'm not only going to do that, I'm going to go above that thing that you asked. To the point that he said this was going to come on, come on, come on. This was going to last his whole life. Did you remember that? Come on, just so that you can see it. <laughs> he says, and if you will, he says, verse 13, I've given thee that which you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among you, uh, among the kings, like unto thee, all of your days. This is one prayer, y'all. He prayed one prayer, and that prayer lasted him all of his days. Glory to God. So then, when he wakes up, just so that we can go there, when he wakes up, he's looking for both riches and honor every day. Is that not what the Bible tells us? The Lord daily loads us down with benefits. Blessed be God that does this. See? So his provision by promise is supposed to last 
all of your days. If you would just walk before me, keep my statutes. Think like I think, Solomon. Keep all of my statutes. Keep the revelations that I sent to you. Why would you want to do that? Turn to Jeremiah chapter 29. Glory to God. Huh. Yeah, true that. I read what that says. Jeremiah chapter 29. You know the scripture. <laughs> but listen at how it's intended to be, not how you remember it to be. Verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. You shall seek me, and you shall find me, when you search for me with your whole heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into this place where I cause you to be uh, carried away captive. So this is what I want to do. I, I, I want you to know these are the conversations that God is having. He says, these are my thoughts that I think toward you. They're thoughts of peace, not of evil. They are thoughts that will give you an expected end. He didn't say thoughts that would make you have to work, jump through hoops. Did he say that? He said, these thoughts that I think toward you, they are thoughts of peace, not of evil. They are thoughts that would cause you to be able to end up where I want you to be. You will know that, that, that I'm listening to what you say because I hear you. Then when you get to 30, you read on to chapter 33. Read what he says there. 33.3. Okay, started too. Huh, wow. Woo, glory to God. <laughs> he said, thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the, the Lord that formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So out of the times of prayer, he came and God says, let me tell you, this is the Lord who made everything. This is the Lord that formed everything. Why did you form it, Lord? I formed it to establish it. Glory to God. See, he takes accidents completely off the table, doesn't he? I formed it so that I can do what? Establish it. The reason I gave you a promise is so that I can establish that promise so that I can fulfill that promise. See? So since you heard the promise, since you know that I formed it, since you know that I made it, now talk to me, and I will show you great 
and my, okay, again, just so that I make sure we talked about this before, I will show you great and mighty things. See, you are not called to better. He's called you to greater. Is that what he just said right here? I'm not putting words in your Bible. When you turn to your Bible, that's what it said, right? Call unto me and I will show you great. Amen. I, I'm going to show you things, first of all, that when, when I show them to you, they're going to be even big in your eyes. But I'm, I'm I'm calling you to that which is big in your eyes that you might know that it's me, that I don't want you to be limited. I want you to live a life that is unlimited. I am the one that came so you might have life and have it more abundantly, not limitedly, more abundantly. I am the Lord that formed it. I am the Lord that made it so that I can establish it. Talk to me about what I made. Talk to me about what I want to establish. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. But a lot of times in our lives, we talk to God about the things that we're frustrated by, about the things we're fearful of about the things that, that, that cause complaints, worries, and anxieties. Remember, our conversations carry our destiny, and they contain our future. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you. He wants to show you his great grace. That's what the, 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 the first church enjoyed. It said, and great grace was upon them all. Glory to God. He wants to expose to your heart the greatness of your God. He wants you to enter in through a path that's bigger than you so that you can then invite others into this great path for their lives. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you. Today, Father, we just bless you and we thank you hmm. that as we are on the, 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 the beginning of a new year, the precipice of a new year, that you're expanding our thinking, you're expanding our heart, causing it to be enlarged, Father, so that we can do things that only you would tell us to do, that only you would be able to open up before us. Thank you that you're exposing us to that way of thinking. These are the conversations of victory that you want us to operate through. Thank you, Father, that, 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 that we will not be able to, to be stopped or hindered because we opened, we went through a door that was bigger than us. Thank you for that, sir, that we're not trying to eke out a living. We are entering into that which is greater because you said if we would call unto you, you would show us great and mighty things that we don't know. Expand us, Father God, so that we can fulfill your will in the earth. Give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committed it to you is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, again, as I stated in the beginning, I ask you to take uh, some notes. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry, uh, we'll give you an opportunity to uh, voice those questions or comments. Area code 773-895-9153. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? 773-895-9153. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, Granddad, I don't. You don't? It was just good for you? Glad to see you yeah, on the call. Perfect. Amen. Glad to see you on the call. And when you need to, if you need to, you can call me, talk to me in person, one-on-one. God has got great things in store for you this year because your destiny is contained, the words, the conversations that you have. It's carried out yeah. that way. So glad okay. to hear you on the call again. Just give me a call and we'll talk about some more. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Area code four four five three six seven eight two nine. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry today? So we got. Go well, yes, I appreciate. Um, I appreciate the fact that you're talking about God in us, and you confirmed some things that I was reading today, and that was just confirmation. So I appreciate it. Amen. That's what we're here for. The word of God uh, is supposed to be established, established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So that's just part of the the, the calling that, that God has, has placed before me, to be able to strengthen people and allow them to grow in faith so that they can walk out the plan of God in victory step by step. Amen. Thank you for calling. Area code 770-964-7501. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? 770-964-7501. Basically, I just enjoyed every bit of it. It was uh, great to hear uh, the different things about God being in us. And a lot of times when you say you're praying to God, Basically, you don't believe it, so you keep praying the same prayer over and over and over because uh, your faith hasn't connected with the Word of God. So I like the way you broke it down so people could understand it. Um, your your uh, faith has to connect with what the Word says, and your belief system has to be grounded in that. Other yeah. than that, you're just wasting yeah. time. Wasting time. Come on. You, you, you might feel good about uh, uh, what you think you did, but you're not going to move. Faith has to meet faith in order for faith to work. That's just, I had never said it before until I heard it. That was just really good. Thank you for, for reminding me about that. It's, just, it's causing a stirring even now to, to know that God is waiting for that, looking for that in our lives. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Amen. All right, area code 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Area code 312-330-4024. Go ahead. We just thank God. Message that you delivered today. And I'm glad I was able to catch it and and hear it all. And I just thank God. In Jesus' name, and glad to be online tonight. Amen, amen. Thank you. I'm glad to be. I'm glad to be used by God. You know, because what He wants uh, for us just comes through me. (laughs) You know, it's not something that's uh, uh, exclusive to me. It just came through me, and I'm just so glad that, that that He allowed me to hear it so that it can bless you. 
And as we always say, if this message has been a blessing to you, then you can, uh, you should uh, sow a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. And you can simply go to the website, look for the Donate tab, and when you find that, you can open it up, and then you can go ahead and give uh, as, as you are obedient uh, to God. So, um, again, that's LiveDeliverance.com. Um, and find the donate tab. I'll say so. Then again, so till uh, till we get together next uh, next Monday, uh, I would like to say again to everyone, you know, uh, happy new year, and may His abundant grace uh, fill you hmm, with the things that are necessary by His Spirit, so that you will be able to then enjoy them by His Spirit. And it's uh, a, a new start, as people say. Um, a, a new beginning So um, uh, Prepare your heart to, to go out into the greater Expand your dwelling places Until next week Love y'all Be blessed May the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make his face to shine upon you Be gracious unto you May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you And give you his shalom Be blessed